Um, I am rolling. Here we go in three, two. Well, hello and welcome to the TD Green Winter Rules podcast brought to you by and from Golf Dojo. We're at the TD Green Studios, Golf Dojo in Williamsville. Like a new theme music. Jeff Beautiful. Blank's here. Jeff Meese is here. Brian Coles. Jeff was the guitarist on that. Yeah, I'm he was. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was live. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, li- well done. We can put the guitar away. That was you with Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Yeah, got yep. it. Brian Colesiel, uh not with us today. He'll be back with us next week here on the Winter Rules Podcast. Again, we are brought to you by Golf Dojo. We are at Golf Dojo in Williamsville, the first location. And the second location is uh, coming along well, isn't it, Jeff? November 15th. We're looking forward to a soft opening. That's what we're looking at right now. We just announced it. That's not soft. Well, uh, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When's the hard opening? Uh, Well, we're going to, you know, we've got a lot to, we got a lot. We should be open by then and and things are going well. I was over there today. it's it's exciting. That's, All right. That's well, listen. The wet the weather is nice right now. The sun's yeah. out. People Today. are still playing outside. Yeah. This weekend it wasn't. It was busy as could be in here. And it's it's cool because if people have memberships, they can come 24 hours. And right. we, we were full all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. It's great. And mygolfdojo.com is a way to uh, get those memberships. Uh, that way you're in the system and you, you go on there, book your tee times, and it's really a all cool right. kind of private experience, uh, the play golf. Yeah, I think people like it because it's different because we have really large bays and you close the door and you're just in there with you in the track, man, a couple tables, light, whatever, surround sound, and just enjoy the experience of hitting, hitting golf balls. All right, as we do uh, each week on the Winter Rules podcast, we'll, we'll talk about a rule. That'll be towards the end where we like to gang up on Jeff Medes, yep. our uh, PGA professional, <laughs> about the rules of golf here. Because you guys want it just to be like putt-putt, just pick it up, and drop right. it here, and whatever. It's That's fine. With that. no. Why am I penalizing myself because I hit a bad shot? Yeah. Uh, no, we, we don't. But, okay, uh, whatever. Although, real quick, on last week's show, we talked about out-of-bounds, and I – uh, somebody on Twitter engaged with, well, no, don't change the rule at all. But in our league, we do let them drop after the second OB. I'm like, so you changed the rule. So <laughs> you've agreed to waive the rule, which is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Rule, yeah. Like, That's a so violation. If you're not waiving the rule, then you should just keep hitting, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. anyhow. All right, let's uh, talk about what's happening in the world of golf. Uh, Colin Morikawa won the Zozo Championship Ending the uh, two-year drought, just over a two-year drought uh, from being a winner on the PGA Tour. His last win, I know you know, Open Jeff Championship. Blank. Open Championship 2021. Did you know that was his last I win? I did not, and I wouldn't have thought that. I would have guessed he'd, he'd had more success in between. Uh, he's had success. He just hasn't got to the winner's circle. Well, it seemed, if you remember the uh, Century Tournament of Champions, which is just going to be the Century now going forward because the top 50 get in. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the expanded events. Yes, it's it's yep. a, a signature event now, and so if you made the, I think if you have made the top fifty, you're going to be. I should know. I'm working it. And winners. So, I was going to say and winners. And, and winners. winners. Yes. Okay. And so winners. that is still in place. But if you won, it's most likely you made. Although no, actually, there's a couple players who didn't win, um, who didn't make the top fifty. Um, but anyhow, yes. So. That event last year, you may recall, Morikawa had that big lead, and then yeah. on 15, the par 5, he the chili dips came in, and it happened again on 16, and it was just like he got the chip yips. 
And John Rahm, right? Yep. Yeah, Rahm had. To but didn't Rahm shoot a ridiculously low score in that final round? He also? did shoot. Gosh, might have been a sixty-three. Yeah, he went after it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was shades of Xander Shoffley shooting sixty-two in twenty nineteen um, to beat Gary Woodland, who had a Gary Woodland had a three-shot lead going to the final round, shoot sixty-five and final, loses. or maybe he shot five under, he shot five under, whatever, and lost in a playoff. Xander Shoffley, like any other week in the tour, you win. And yeah, you're happen. walking down 18 with, like, getting the wave and the hat off and everything yes. else. Yes, yes. Not that year. Um, but anyway, so Morikawa, it seemed to really affect him, right? I mean, he just uh, kind of went, I mean, he went down from there. He's still one of the – He might have got married too, didn't he? Top he players. <laughs> well, he got married prior to that. That's, I shouldn't have said that's that. One, uh, that's one theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Others were thinking it. Uh, there's probably dead on that, Jeff. Yeah, I exactly. want you to start Googling that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Justin Thomas did, too. I'm just saying. We, well, we, okay. can, we can go down a long list, but let's move on. Uh, um, but so he, he finally came back going, but he talked about a uh, there's been a, a paradigm shift in his putting. He won by six, but he wouldn't reveal what he changed approach-wise. I, I could almost imagine. It could be one of many things. You know, just a different attitude. Um, sometimes with putting, people you you focus on the result instead of the process. And if you just focus on trying to go through your routine, like we always talk about pre-shot routine, just hitting the best putt you can, accepting the consequences. Or it could be something like a little more aggressive, trying to make it instead of trying to lie. It, it's a mental approach with putting. You guys play a lot of golf. You know how putting is. You know, this is where I argue with people who say there's no such thing as momentum in, in sport. Um you make a you make a nice fifteen footer and you roll in a good six footer downhill left to right slider the next hole or something like that. Hey, all of a sudden you got momentum with your putter and and an attitude change can make the world a difference. And then all of a sudden your irons feel better because all I knew I all I gotta do is get it on the green. I feel like I can make and my driver doesn't stress me out because if I get it in the fairway, I get it on the green, I might make a putt. I, I noticed so late in the season I I, f- I fashion myself to be a good putter mm-hmm. and I was struggling. And I was trying to, like, even someone, like, that wasn't even a stroke. Like, well, and I wasn't trusting my lines, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd missed someone, like, damn, that should have, you know, that, that usually goes in. Like, I started doubting myself. That's where I think. The confidence level, yeah, right? Yeah, more so in putting where it's like, hey, if, if I, this is left edge, I'm firm left edge, and I, and I believe it, but then you start missing some. All of a sudden, you start doing. Jeez, is it one ball out? Is it uh, inside left? Uh, do I? What speed do I hit it? All those things start questioning yourself, and that's when you start missing them. Is it a confident stroke then? Right? And, no, it's and, not. Yeah, right? and if it's not a confident stroke, then there's, if there's indecision in any game, any sport, if you're a batter, you make a weak stroke at a pitch. You're, not, you're yeah, it's not going any. Same thing in golf. Any if you you have to commit to your shot and just make the most confident stroke you can and accept it, right? And sometimes you just a little change, a little maybe your grip pressure gets a little lighter, or maybe you you choke up a half inch, or maybe you just started making a couple three footers and you see them all going in right in the center of the hole, and boom, there's yep. a little confidence and everything's starting online. Maybe your speed's not right, but this week it is, and. Um, I just, it's, it's such an integral part of the game and I, and that's what makes golf great is that we do have to putt, you know, uh, I know Ben Hogan argued against it when he was struggling with the yips and people have tried to make bigger holes and make it less and less important as the game goes on, but it's always been such a big part of the game. And I think if you're, if you're a player, you have to embrace that part of the game. And if you hate that part of the game, then 
it's a long day. And Kyle Morikawa, he's, I mean, I'm sure he struggled with, but whatever, but he's still a great putter. He's maybe not the best putter on tour when sure. he's not winning, but compared to your average sure. scratch yeah. player, he's Put, a great putter. Yeah, and putting the pieces together, you, you mentioned the process, and that can become cliche a lot of times, but for him, kind of Don't right say up, trust the process. I'm not going to say we don't trust it anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not really going to become a Bills yeah. uh, post game. Like, yeah. yeah, don't get going so there. So last year, Colin made a commitment in terms of not tinkering. He was a tinkerer, so he would change grip, he yes. would change putters. He doesn't even out. make a practice stroke now. Neither does Rory. I want to I get to that, too. But, but. He, he was basically saying that the whole point of last year with his putting was not to change a thing. Be consistent every single time. Don't tinker. Don't change to a crosshand. Don't change, you know. And I think now it's potentially paying dividends. Now the data part of me says also, I'm looking here, he's second in greens regulation and first in strokes gain total. That plays yeah. a part of it as well. Shorter but putts make it easier. Shorter putts make yes. it easier. But Now having said that, the best putters, they're not the guys switching putters each week. Yeah. Tiger Correct. Woods had the same basic putter for years and years and years, and he's I've the greatest always, putter yeah. ever. Worked. I, I always, and I still believe this, the better putters – Use answer style putters. Yeah, they use a the simple putter. Right. Blade, yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for that. You know, if you have a face balance putter, there's a little less feel in a face balance putter because of the way the toe doesn't want to release and it stays square through you impact. Just said the key word there: feel. Feel. The yeah. best putters feel it. Right. Correct. Tiger Woods, you know that Odyssey putter that's been hot with Ricky Fowler and everything. Tiger putted with it, and he asked Ricky Fowler, "How do you how do you hit this thing? Because it doesn't swing." Right, yes. And that's what the answer style does. It gives you that open and close, yeah. and that feel yeah, of the Yeah, it's quarter troop or half troop. And Tiger depending. was just like, nothing. He can't putt with it. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's different types of strokes, and they, you know, a different type of stroke enables a different type yeah. of putter. But um, I always thought, I mean, if you look at the best putters, they're usually not, I mean, year after year, the people we consider great putters on tour for careers None of them are using some big left arm low, this heavy-weighted 64-inch blah, blah, blah putter. They're, now, they might they're using statistically an, become better putters, but it doesn't, like, I see. It doesn't make them great yes, putters. Yes, thank you. It much. might make them better. Like yes. Lucas Glover, like, he just right. he couldn't putt. Any Maybe you make way. more six-footers that you should, but it doesn't yeah. mean you're rolling in that. Well, Lucas Glover fun. isn't the top putter in the door, no, so. No, no, no. It helped him. I mean, if you had anybody to make a putt ever in the history of the world, it's Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Right. Boom, boom, boom. No, yep. One through ten, yeah. And, 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 and one of the things I learned early as a golf professional was his practice routine, and I mimicked it as, as much. I, Butch Harmon, fortunately, spent some time with him, had a beer with him. Got his practice. Talk about something you want to mimic. Yeah, make a million three-footers and work on your speed. Yeah, and yep. that's what he does. And yes. one-handed, right-handed putts. Yeah. But. And Tiger grew up in the era where the answer style was the most popular. But these type of putters weren't out there back then, and he was really good at it, so why would he ever change? It's it's like so when it's, Ping Eyes came along. You know, we all hit blades, Yeah. and then all of a sudden you got a cavity back iron coming into the game, and the ball doesn't curve as much, and the yep. ball doesn't spin. You know, it goes a little higher and a little straighter. The ball goes higher and straighter and doesn't curve as much as it did 15 years ago by a lot. So it's a different game, and that's why I think face balance putters also kind of come into that same genre because their game improvement, I think they help the average player a lot. Your average golfer who doesn't play much and he hits it off center and he gets it, it's great for them. It gives them a little confidence. I think you're really good players. They want that feel. They want to know if they hit it a little off the heel or the toe. And you know when you roll one right, it gets the, the you feel the dimples just roll end over end, and it's right on line. Yeah. You don't get that feel as much with a face-balanced, 
megahead putter as you do with a yep. an answer type do putter. Do you think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, though? You mentioned that you think answer putters, guys with answers, style putters putt better. Do you think it's most of the era playing started off hitting an answer, and if you're a really good putter, you don't change? So is it kind of yes. a self-fulfilling prophecy in a yeah, way? I, that, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think... I, I think more kids are hitting the other style putters now. When now, I grew up, I'm 54 start. years old. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all hit like... Now, I watched Anthony Del Sante at the uh, uh, Duster Challenge, and he was using kind of that Rossi uh, mallet putter. Right. So that was interesting. I, mean, I would be curious how he started, you know, somebody who's at the top of his game right now. Here's, so I, I think the, the, the players... I'll just go to, to myself. I'll use my own experience here, and I'll... Um, I, I think... And I'll use and we'll use Tiger here too. And I'm not saying I'm as good as Tiger putting. Clearly, duh. you're both men. I've seen you. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's debatable. Um, but answer style, and believe me, I have ten other putters in my basement that have. Hey, I've tried this. I've tried that. And like, I come back to the answer style because it's what I always putted with. That's what I'm comfortable with. I think of all the you know putts I've made and whatever you know clubs do you know league night whatever ah, big putt. But and I think players. If they don't have a good week putting, because they all have bad weeks putting, you know, relatively speaking, and they'll try something new and just to make sure that, you know what, I love my old putt. Like, I'm going to try something else here. Not the same. It's not the feel of, of the putter I'm comfortable with, the old, you know, uh, Cameron one that Tiger yeah, yeah. uses all the time. Rom even tried, you know, he uses that little half male and yeah, Odyssey. That's yeah. I, I watched him uh, work on different putters at, at Riviera the one time after a round, and he tried, and then he went back to the yeah. you know, well. The sometimes, ju- sometimes just hitting a different putter in practice can re-engage the feel in your original putter. And and I've I've always thought that good players never blame their equipment. You know, it's always hey, whatever putter's in my hand is yep. going to be the putter I'm playing with, and and I know like I, when you have a slump, sometimes you just try to mix things up with your putter and going and hitting a few putts with a a different feel, a different length on the putting green, or maybe in a practice round, sometimes it reengages your feel for your other putter, and then you it, put your other putter back in your hand, and yeah. it, it feels the way it should. To you. I think yeah, I think you both hit it on the head. Even Tigers. Tinkered. He played a yes. tailor-made Admore putter. It was a Fang-style putter and for a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. For a little bit, and then he went back. Then he went back. Well, uh, once you get into tournaments, you want to trust what's in your hand. I think the confidence part, yeah. like you mentioned, sure. you have the memory of all the putts that you made. Right. You end up going this back. Thing and thing let me down. Like, and when you, know, you feel a good putter come off that answer putter, when it's right in the center of the blade, yes. and it's just it's rolling, it's got that tight little groove You know it, you feel it, yes. Feel. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, who was big this entire year saying, my putting's not an issue? Scotty Scheffler, what did he do? He changed to a Phantom Max putter for a couple weeks, and now he's back to a, an answer style. Yeah, um, Scott. Yeah, he just he just lost something there. Just again, lost the line, the confidence, uh, what have you. Interesting, but you know, the putter. It's like you're, it's like jeans, right? We all we all have got a couple pairs of jeans in the closet, but we have our favorite pair, right? You always go back. I to have the several different pair. sizes of favorite <laughs> pairs. <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming. <laughs> yes. Understood. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about the no practice stroke, right? Yeah. More cow doesn't do a practice stroke. Um, talk about Rory. And I was, you know, I forget which putting guru was talking about it. Uh, I was reading this article and said, well, you're, it, it, it was the rec- it recommended not taking it parameters. Don't take a practice stroke. I read stroke. that same article. Yes, because your brain will figure out the distance and pace needed, but when you start taking pra- practice strokes, you're confusing your brain on what needs to occur. And I did try it for a round, and 
I want to say I putted better. I felt like I putted better, but it was awkward to get used to not taking that practice stroke. You know, if I put a football or a baseball in your hand, you're not going to take a bunch of practice moves with your arm to figure out how, how, how far to throw it to me. That's correct. Right. So if I give you a football and I'm 15, yeah. 20 yards away, you're just going to throw it to me and not even think about it. And I think that's the same kind of philosophy. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to hit the best shot I can. Now, for me, I've grown into a routine where I like the practice strokes. It's part of my routine. I'm trying to gauge how hard to feel it until I get the one that feels just perfect to me. But everybody's different. And I bet I could putt just as well if I just got up and, and let it go the first time. Um, because, like you say, you can you, you can't enter doubt into your mind. You can't. You start to see different things instead of, you know, if you get up and you dribble basketball, you don't take practice. You just get up and shoot at the target from wherever you are, and that's right. the same. Yeah. It's a it's a mental it, it's a mental. Did you try it? I'm ac- no, I'm actually one of those. I, okay. I have always done it this way. I take one practice swing with my irons, my driver, you know, wedges, whatever. I get on the putting green. I never take a practice stroke, and I don't know why. I just have never done it. Wow, interesting. And you, I usually take a couple. I used to take a couple uh, practice strokes. But more of it's just I'm just looking at the hole to get. Yeah, it's it, part of my routine yeah. to relax my body and get it. I'm, I'm more just trying to get my grip pressure right and feel the pace of the stroke. And I'm trying to visualize success while I'm doing it. I'm trying to feel what it what it's like when it hits right in the center of the blade and that ball rolls perfectly at the perfect speed on the line I picked. Now, if it goes in, great. Sometimes you hit great putts that don't go in. Um, some of the best putts I've ever hit have been four-footers. You know, at, at important times, like just dead in the center of the hole with perfect speed. So for bogey too, right? <laughs> <laughs> net double, yeah. net, net bogey. Net bogey. <laughs> I got to get that hat. So, <laughs> net five. A, a question I'm putting for maybe both of you, because I kind of go back and forth. Do you tend to gravitate towards putters where you can feel mishits? Yes. You do. Yeah, I always struggle with that because I, I there is a couple putters that I have that I can feel that miss it, and I don't like it. I like the consistent feel, but then again, you don't. I want to know exactly where I hit it. I want to know if it's high yeah. or low or heel or toe. That's interesting. Yeah. All yeah, right. Because you'll hit it off the toe. Some people, I don't do it, but some people hit it off the toe to deaden it, and I always I didn't do that like that. Downhillers. Yeah. Downhillers. Yeah, I never liked that because that'll make yeah. that blade twist. I mean, obviously, you're not hitting yeah. it very hard on a downhiller, but you know, it'll work better with a face balance putter than, say, a, a I, I used to do type. it a lot. I don't as much anymore unless it's really severe. Then I'll just, yeah. But, yeah, you can deaden it and not even get a stroke I just it, take right? a shorter stroke then, yeah. I well, try that's to hit why it the you're the pro way. here, Jeff, and we are not. All right. Hey, um, Live Golf wrapped up their season. It's kind of the tree falling in the forest. I don't even understand the team final, and I guess I don't even care. And you can say, well, of course, because you're, you're announced. Well, who tour. won? Uh, DeChambeau's team, right? I don't know. Whatever is that the, the whole? Th- I'm still confused. There was a Miami one. Is that just that was Miami, the final? Miami was like the team final, and they did match play. I saw that, and then I think it got down to two teams for the final, and then it was stroke play again. I, you I know, know, this is where I think I really Liv pay misses that much it. attention to it. This is where I think Live misses the boat. No one cares about that, except type for of the format. people in Live. Like they think. The world revolves around them, and they think this is really interesting. Nobody else. Well, that was the. I would have rather had them play it out and see who's like the winner at the end of the year, or have a tournament at the championship instead of a team. I'm not going to watch live either. Well, way. they had they had the individual title on the line uh, the previous week in didn't uh, kept the win? Saudi Arabia. I thought Jetta, there was individual whatever. going on this past weekend. No, Nicholson was no. playing somebody. So that was that was see. 
so again, this is the whole point because we're three guys that follow golf yes. pretty darn close every yeah. week, and we have no well, idea. I well, I have a bit of an idea. You, better I'm than just, I do. I'm just certain. Like, I know idea. that the tournament in Jeddah, that was the individual because Kepka um, won in a playoff over Gooch, but Gooch won the individual season title, and that's where we talked about last week where Kepka was like, well, hang on a second here. Yeah. Um, my right. PGA Tour victory and finishing second in the Masters didn't count for anything here. Or, you know, I won the biggest tournament out of anyone here, and I can't win the season-long prize. Okay. All right. So that was the, they had an individual final, and then this past week was the team finals. And I know they played matches, and it was bracketed. And then when it got down to the final four, I think the final two went and played a stroke play tournament for all four members, and the winning, like, they won the title. So I know DeChambeau's wow, team won. It. I'm just confused. I don't know. I, I follow this guy, Phil Mickelson, tracker, just to get updates on things. Yes. He played Dustin Johnson yesterday. What was that? For what? I don't know. Um. Uh, maybe I don't. Maybe they played morning, afternoon. I don't know. I, D- Dustin Johnson, from what I understood, his t- he got to select who they'd face, and he selected Mickelson. Okay, like their team. I'd want to play Mickelson right yeah. now. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to play Mickelson, yes, right? Jeez. So, but therein lies part of the problem, right? Yeah. Because it, it's confusing, um, probably because we don't follow it uh, yeah. as much. And and frankly, if there wasn't the framework agreement, we wouldn't follow it at all. Yeah, right? True. It'd be, it'd be further in, our, in the backs of yeah. our minds than it currently is. But here's what I do know. Four players, including Kepka's brother, got relegated, right? They're out. Right. The Pyatt kid's out, the kid from Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, you guys were talking about this last week. Yeah. Yes. Um, so four players are out. So there's essentially four spots open. And, you know, are, do we think someone else is going? Oh, Phil does. Mickelson thinks someone else is. <laughs> he going. says he says whatever. So right, yeah. but I I, I, can't, I wouldn't be completely surprised if somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy or two left. The only name that I heard that at least Randall Chamblee was concerned about was. Well, John he's Rahm. always accurate. Right. Yeah. He was concerned about Rom jumping. Well, if Rom went, it would be a would reversal be. of all he's talked about. Right, um, legacy. I've made enough. I, I make enough money. Yada yada. Right. So that would just yeah. be a that would be a reversal, in my opinion. And it strikes me his character that'd be out of character for him. Correct. I'd sure. be I'd be yes. shocked. There'd be yes. other players I I could definitely see doing it, but he wouldn't be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that's certainly fair to say. You know, the interesting I, I think there's just going to be a whole lot more that occurs here. Um, you know, players are aligning with the TGL league. There's talk of other investment going to the tour. I just it's going to be an interesting few months here. But the uh, TGL League's not like a real golf league. I mean, yeah, it but is. There's not one live player in there. In there, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to. T- that's gonna have to be a topic that we discuss on this podcast. TGL. We need to learn more about this. Maybe you know more about it, but I, I, all we're gonna I, learn when we see it. Yeah, I, there, uh, there's franchises. Yeah, and you know, I know they built an arena in Florida uh, in conjunction. Well, I want to say it's North Florida University. They built an arena for this. But I don't know if they're, everything's going to be at that arena or if they're going to, like, is Atlanta going to have a home game? I think it is the only one because they were talking about Jordan Spieth and Scotty not joining TGL. And the, the reason why people were speculating was it's not close to Texas. So they didn't want to have to travel constantly to. So it sounds like it's going to be based, based in, yeah, on the East Coast. or east. Well, Yeah, in, in Florida near where 
um, you know, down in the Jupiter area near where uh, everybody lives. Everybody lives, yes. which does make sense, I would think. And they play for a different franchise. Well, it's also It'll early. It's also just getting started. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's made for TV. It's made for TV. It's going to be uh, entertaining. I think it's. I think it's so going to be mic'd up. Right. Yes. Yeah, all mean, that kind of stuff. It's something different. It's for a different generation, the video game mm-hmm. generation, if you will, right? And, but, but yeah. not even that. I mean, listen, we're we're coming to you from Golf Dojo with Golf Simulators. I think there's gonna be a lot of similarities to that. Well, right? and I'm always a fan of it because all it does is bring more people to the game. If that's your entree into the game, and then you start putt putting, and then you start chipping, and then you go to the driving range, or you come to the simulators, and then you play golf, that's it's all. Yeah, good. I, I just hope they do a better job than live of communicating what what this is. You know, long term. Well, I think they will because I, it'll get more coverage. Yeah. Well, and people uh, because peop- ti- you know because tigers, Ty- well, involved, tigers, gonna, right? Yeah, I mean, bring it. And people didn't. People weren't a fan of Live when it came out either. So no one was looking forward to Live or the creation of Live. So you know, you, we, we were all prejudging Live before it started. We didn't like everybody leaving our tour and doing what they were doing. So a lot of us shut that out. Where this is something new and it's different. It's not. Not like the right. uh, yeah, yes. so the, it'll be something the fun to that, follow. The players that left for live were kind of unlikable. Most of them, most of them. There's a few that yeah. you know, but I like Kepka. Yeah, you know, not gonna lie, body double. <laughs> no, I like Kepka yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Reed is not missed. I'm sure on tour. Is he still out there? Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about our rule this week here and. <laughs> What? Why? Why? What? What is? Well, it? no, I'm just saying. Let's talk right, about. The I got to go on this side of the table and start. You know what? You know what? Uh, they, they I'm going to say something about Patrick because a lot of people would ask me, "Ah, oh, which players?" This is. You know what? You, you're going to want me to say this about. Pa- I, I had uh, a great rapport with Patrick Reed when I covered him on the PGA Tour. Like, never had a problem. Never had a problem with him. Uh, matter of fact, he was actually engaging during the rounds of golf. He'd come over and just say stuff and talk. And I remember one race when he came and hung out under the umbrella and just. Um, like he, he's a contradiction. Uh, you know, some of the things people, I'm like, man, that's not, not the guy I saw sure. or talked to. Like, you know, he was just, you know, I, I found him to be actually enjoyable to talk to. He might be, be one of those guys who doesn't care what people think and may feed into it a smidge too. Right. So I'm, it could be, I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying like all of my interactions with Patrick Reed, um, like I, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you funny, uh, we were at the rocket mortgage, and DeShambo's behind him, and DeShambo was playing with this. This was when uh, Tim Tucker, his caddy, they they separated, yep. fired, quit, whatever, the night before, and he had the Puma rep on there. Who, yep. Like on, uh-huh. so, on hole four is a par five. It's yeah, for big hitters. It's uh, like the llama, reachable in two. And I'm walking up, and I and I I see the caddy. I go, hey, you're Ben, right? He's like, yeah, I am. Like he's having a great time, right? <laughs> um. So I go ahead, the par three fifth, and Reed's group's in front of him, and Patrick comes up. I'm standing on the back of the green waiting for DeChambeau's group, and Pat and Reed comes comes up to me, and he says, hey, will you tell will you tell that idiot to stop hitting into us? Like, <laughs> can you send that message to him, Kev? And I said, I said, all right, it wasn't who you think it was, though. It was actually Cam Davis. He's like, you're kidding. I'm like, no, it's Cam. He's like, oh, well, tell him anyway. So, like, you know, it, yeah. and just like with a smile on his face. He wasn't mad. He's just like, yeah. you know, kind of tell those guys, like, you knock it off. Um, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. a lot of players won't talk to the on-course guys at all, right? Was it an inner well, there's circle different. thing with him, maybe? Remember we talked about the Ryder Cup, and you got to be in that inner circle. Keegan Bradley talked about it. Is well, he just kind of an outcast from the rest of the players? Isn't it? Isn't it personality? Yeah. Like, some guys like to be gregarious like, when they're playing, yeah. right? And sure. some guys like to be 
singularly focus, not talk, not see the crowd. Some guys, Lee Trevino wants to chat with you and blah, blah, yeah. blah with you. And some guys want to be Ben Hogan or Nick Faldo and not well, I'll tell you, put the blinkers on. It depends. If Spee's playing well, he'll, he'll chat with you. Like, yeah. you know, after shots and stuff. Um, yeah, most guys will, yeah. you know. Some guys, you know, just uh, I'm I'm gonna leave them alone and not you know not talk to them, right? Yeah. You know, or everybody's different. Everybody's a little different, but I, I just you know you yeah. brought Patrick Reed up. I just I just wanted to relay that no, because it's, it's, everything you hear about the guy vilifies him, and I'm like, you know what? I I yeah. actually enjoyed watching him play. I enjoyed his game, honestly. Yes, so. yeah. So, I know he wasn't popular in college. That's all I know. Well, <laughs> whatever. You know, I digress. Young and. Uh, oh, I sure I did dumb stuff. Tw- in college. Right, we yeah. all did dumb, you know. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Um, I want to talk about the divot rule. We haven't talked about this yet, right? We're going we're gonna to discuss the divot rule Why today. Why is Jeff pumping his fists? And this is a rule where everybody, uh, it, it is a, a debated rule. There really isn't a rule. I was going to say that. There is no divot there is, rule. It's like the leaf rule. There's no leaf rule. <laughs> but there isn't a divot rule. Um, but my whole assertion with divots in the fairway are, why is it not deemed ground under repair and relief for the player? Like, I'm supposed to, by the rules of the game of golf, the objective is for me on the tee box to hit it in the short grass, the fairway, right? And mm-hmm. I hit one in the fairway, and it releases down, and I, I, I land in a divot. Now, whether it's sand-filled or not, and let's face it, most of us where we're playing, not, not everybody replaces sand in the divots. Most of the time. Up here you should, have actually. So, up, up in the north, you really shouldn't. You should replace the divots. Wait, because again? a turf, type of t- turf up here, you shouldn't be putting sand in. Most See, I've of heard the opposite. I've heard put I've the heard sand the opposite in. Too. Yeah. No, you're, you're, that's the, this is it's why we mostly have incorrect. That's more Mo- Bermuda grass if you do that in their seed. Typically, if you put the sand in the divots, there's not even seed in those bottles. There's just sand in those bottles because if there's seed in those bottles, it grows inside the bottle and any kind of moisture in there. So typically, it's just a sand mixture. There might be a little bit of seed. That seed takes 14 days to germinate if it's bent grass seed. It's pretty much useless. You're supposed to replace the divot if you can, and if not, then you um, use the sand. See, now, now down heard, south, no, here's and down heard, south, yeah, it's different. Yeah, because they, they explode. Yeah. But the, the, the roots are already torn up. I thought, the, I thought, it you, depends killed, on I thought your, you killed the grass when yes. you took the divot. No? So. So if you tear up the, even if you take the divot and it blows and the roots are still there, those roots will grow back. Now putting sand on top of that creates a hot spot and that grass won't grow through that sand typically. Blowing my mind. So yeah, if you ask any superintendent, they would much rather every single one in this area would have you replace the divot before you use sand in the bottles for sure. Wow. I can guarantee that. So why why the hell are they putting bottles? Because the members think that's what they're supposed to do, and people go down south and there's sand in the bottles. Well, and well hang on, why put sand? That's at all? what I'm saying. Why you put it at all? Well, you put it in in case uh, you probably shouldn't, to be honest. Um, wow. Or or you would have some you would have a sand soil mixture. The problem is maintaining it. So on the maintain maintenance end, like if you put sand and soil and seed in a bottle. And it gets a little moisture in there, and it's sitting in a cart barn for a week. It's just yeah. turning to rot, or it's going to grow seed. You'd have to rotate that, like on the daily or on the weekly. It's a it's a maintenance issue. It's more for the members to feel good about replacing their divots. It does make it a little smoother, a little leveler, but it shouldn't be just sand. Let's just put it that way. Sand creates a hot spot. Depending, if they're trying to amend their soil. They're, I mean, there's a Listen, million things. Either this is a great story, or this he's right. Fantastic, right? Okay. We're going to get a superintendent on the show. All right. I got Dan Googie on the, on the cell right. phone. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, despite what we're supposed to do or not, why is it not ground under repair? All right, so here's where I come in on this. I think, how, how do you differentiate what's a divot and what's not a divot? How do I get relief when it's, uh, when should I get relief? When I get shouldn't it. I that's, get relief? That's the is this part. a two-week-old divot? Who defines where the level of the divot is? Am I, is my ball still sitting up, but it's in the front half of the divot? It's in the back half of the divot? How do you, it's also, you're, some, uh, you're assuming that golf is always supposed to be fair. That if you hit a yeah, good Jeff, shot, you yes, always yes, get rewarded. Yes. Have you ever striped a three iron into a green and have it bounce through and go into but the, like, sure. the, yes. co- the counter we always talk about when we talk about hazards, the, the counter is not a hazard. Don't, don't hit it in the hazard. And you're right. fine. Well, Correct. this is where you're hitting potentially a perfect shot, right. and you're still penalized. Yes, you're not necessarily penalized. Well, you just you, have a different lie. Ah, that's true. Yeah, that, so that's a good all right, point. Though. All right, because um, you could hit a perfect drive and be on a severe fair side point. Hill too. Fair point. All right, but let's say it, it is a crater. There are, there are uh, like my is golf Dave, fair. Dave, my league partner, likes to take some pretty chunky divots. And, and if it's not replaced, although well, Dave replaces his divots, um, let's say, you know, someone before you doesn't replace a big old-ass chunky divot, okay? Okay. And your ball goes to the end of it. You tell me how that's not ground under repair. That's not it's That's unlu- not a normal playing surface. Is there any It's room? unlucky is all it is. Yeah, it's unlucky, and you have to adapt and overcome and make a power somehow, some other way. How do you differentiate between embedded and not so well like, embedded's different oh oh this, so, is a, this is a good point now so at you, what point ahead. in the divot are you embedded if half the ball is well, well the ball like, is not embedded if it's laying in a in a depression correct or a embedded, low hole. embedded means it landed it's and impregnated into the turf yes that is I that feel is like the same approach should apply here impregnated that's a good <laughs> word for with, it with embedded <laughs> isn't there a rule with embedded it's got to be a certain no it's like, just got to be halfway or something it's got to be you can tell that the ball is inside its own dimple or dent that's that. I thought the, there was a certain depth. Like there you is, see the no. people. No, it's just got to be just. It, it just got to be. It could be slight. It could be like, very slight. Yeah. It's just got to be. Yeah, the ball's in its own pitch mark or hole. That yes. I'm with you. When, when we talk slight. about divots in the fair, a lot of people. Wait, are you want to get rid? Of, you guys want to get rid of out of bounds? You can't hit it in the divot. <laughs> Maybe we we'll get rid of three putts next. Come on. Man. Well, listen. Just because it's a rule doesn't right. mean it's a good rule. Well, That's how, how the do you point of debate? So you need so clear, the out of bounds. It, listen. It's no longer a good rule. It's no Correct. longer a good rule. It's still the rule. I, it's not a good one, though. Are all rules good rules? That's what I just said. I uh, know I'm not necessarily <laughs> agreeing, but or disagreeing. But what I okay. would say is, you need clear delineation for to to officiate to to manage. That's rules. the toughest part, right? Agreed. So, how do you delineate where the divot is? Does it begin and end here? Well, I mean, who who makes that decision? A but well, the same th- person who, who makes a decision on where the ball entered a, a hazard, yes, a red stake hazard. There's, there's, the player, me. I I decided. Do you guys, do, do my fellow competitor, do you agree? Do you agree? This is. Like yeah. uh, you know, um, non uh, not normal playing conditions. That's where ground so what, repair is marked. So you hit a shot and it hits the flag stick and spins back off the green into a bunker. That's bad luck. Okay, that's not landing in a divot. But that's not a rule either. Yeah, that's not. There's a rule. nothing rule. There is no divot that. rule. So you hit it in the middle of the fairway and you're in some guy's crater. Uh, that's bad luck. But we're but what we're advocating is it should be deemed ground under repair because it actually is ground under repair. So then for officially to be ground under repair, it'd have to be circled with white paint. I know. You're going to no, go but, out into the fairway but and I circle from, every I divot? I learned from you, abnormal conditions do not. That's not ground under repair. That's abnormal ground conditions. Okay. So let's, is, it let's, an, is a divot an abnormal right. ground condition? No. 
Why not? Because it's within the rules of golf. Yeah, it's part of. You're assuming golf has to be fair every time. It's true. Nothing, we are assuming you're assuming that. that if I hit well, a good shot, I should be rewarded every I, time. I'm only talking about in the fairway. I'm not talking about uh, if I'm in the rough and I'm going to divot. Yeah, tough, tough break. Yeah, but he hit, hit it in the, the fairway. I hit it in the fairway. Speaking which you of told the, me to do. The, the name of the podcast, Winner Rules, generally only yes. applies to the fairway. Yes, that, rough has a different. It's not. There's no such thing as fair. It's through the green and closely the, mown yeah. area. Yes, so those are different terms. And uh, but yeah, I, I, it's just it'd be such a it'd be such a nightmare to officiate. You, Kevin, you why, is it, comp- why is it why is it a nightmare to officiate if it's on upon me and my fellow competitor to deem hey that that was um, abnormal playing condition. So then, where does it stop? Um. Where does it stop? Where 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 do you stop? Well, that's a divot. What if that divot's three weeks old? Do you get relief from it just because you don't like where it is and you want to well, drop it? If okay, so if it's three weeks old, which I'm going to assume we've used seed or it was replaced properly, but it still could be a hang divot. On, hang on, and it's and and it looks like it's back to healed. I could ask my Jeff Blank, come on, hey Jeff, I think this is abnormal. And Jeff's like, no, that dude, that's healed. You can play. That's a good lie. Okay, so you. But but, but by the way. If we're talking three weeks, what the hell's the difference? The diff- if, if, if it's healed, it's not going to be that much of a difference, right? So I, I, I guess I'm leaving it upon the player to have some integrity to be like, nah, this is okay. Wait, you talk about integrity, and then you talk about handicaps. And then, but you can imagine. Well, we're not talking about handicaps. But, but imagine you work on the PGA mm-hmm. Tour. And, and so how many, how many rulings would there be then? Well, first of all, we're, you're talking about apples and oranges here because the divots are all filled in at night. They got right. crews that But go still, if they rolled onto the one of those divots, they the, would be getting relief under your, divot, even if the, it's sand filled. The, the divots on the tour are, I mean, those are nice. <laughs> yeah. They are sanded. They're well. dollar bills. So, hey, yeah. if your course, that you got a crew that goes out and sands, then it's not a problem. Okay. But um, you could have someone playing before you where it's fresh and it's not filled, and then you got a problem. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Is like uh, where, where so the I tor- understand what you're saying. Where where do you draw the line here? Where do you draw the line? But I think there's right. a lot of rules like that. Let's say you mark your ball on the green and you just place it a little too far. But what's too far? Yeah, I think there's a lot of those rules. All right. So if, if this if this were not to be considered, then How, wait, why, can, hang on, hang on. If this were not to be considered, then why did they change the rule where I can fix spike marks on the green and, and pitch marks in my line and all these things? Well, pitch marks make sense because the the damage was done after your shot. If the damage was there before your shot, you can't repair it. Yeah, but what if someone someone else made damage to the to plane surface just as they made damage to the fairway, how the hell is it Well, different? that's abnormal ground conditions. So all these things, this is a circular argument. So the, how do you, how, how do you different, the whole problem, you're, you're, a spike mark is not an abnormal playing condition, then why the hell do I get to fix it? Putting greens are considered a different entity than the fairway or through the green. In the rules of golf, that's a different. You're on the green. That's a. The rules are different. You can mark your ball on the green. You can't mark your ball anywhere else. You can lift, clean, and place your golf ball anywhere on the green. You cannot do that on the golf unless, course unless they say it's preferred lies. Right. Which then you might as well just make preferred lies all the time, everywhere for everybody, every day. <laughs> he always wins these arguments. I don't think he won. Right. He always goes back to equity, and he's he's right about that. Yeah, it's about it's equity. Not supposed to be fair. It's it's a game I of chance. I understand it's not supposed to be fair. Have you rifle a drive and it catches the little skinniest tree branch in the history of the world and goes out of bounds? Guess what? Yeah. Bad luck. All right. Well, I, I could have hit it on a different line. Hey, yeah. But if I hit it right down the damn middle of the fairway, there's a possibility. <laughs> 
my ball ends up in a terrible lie because some how some often idiot, did it happen to you last year? How often? Maybe twice. How, twi- all right, yes, my point right. exactly. So two but times man, those a year. Two times. Yeah, you had six hundred <laughs> rounds. At I was going to shoot three under, and I ended up in that divot. Now, all right. Yeah. So you, I don't know. Listen, I, I I just think you should be able to take relief from a divot. It just you know, you're going you're right next to it. You, you the objective was to hit it in the fairway so you can play off the short grass. You closely your mown area. Ball, it's not a closely fairway. mown area. Whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, you're in the closely mown area. That's the objective that they tell you. That's where you're supposed to hit the damn ball, um, and you do so. Yet you have a bad lie because of a previous player's inability to either replace it. Right or they replaced it poorly, or the worst is the half divot. Right, the thing, someone who put made an effort it's and they, sitting on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like Jesus. It went that is off a worse lot, right? Yeah. That that's the thing I don't understand is if let's say a gopher created a divot in the fairway, I get relief because from it, that. you get relief from yeah, that. An outside but agency. because a golfer creates a situation like that, you don't. So I played golf for 35, 40 years, forty something years. I, I I can't think of any time I was in a divot where it was so bad I couldn't hit a shot like or it affected me in such a bad way you know it happens so rarely that you're in a really bad divot that why go and change the whole thing and have everybody put their hands on the golf ball and have all these rulings and are you at the front edge of the divot while I'm on the back edge of the divot well is my ball slightly below the normal turf well okay, did this how, grow up a week or is this is this sanded does or is a this spike mark throw a, a well-struck putt off it's line. a different oh lots of times now, people also don't wear spikes anymore. Okay. So it's different. The greens are better now. Turf is better. And the green, the putting green is but a different entity. is the rub of the green? Is it, so you're saying this is a rub of the green, the ball in a, in a div in the, in the closely mown grass, rub of the green. Why isn't the same on the putting surface? Well, because it's <laughs> because the putting surface is a different area on the golf course. There's a teeing ground. It's like the tee boxes. Right. There's the through the green. There's the closely mown area. And there's the putting green. And there's hazards. Okay. So it's a different why why in the bunker can't you do certain things because it's a different entity. What, what's, why can't oh, you hold, hit a ball oh, from oh, out of bounds? Wait a second. Wait a second. I can now pick rocks out of the bunker. Like can't pick leaves. Second. But wait a second. This is a hazard and you hit it in there tough luck but wait now I can pick the little rocks but out. But what if it wasn't raked properly? Then there, so if you get in a divot and then you get in the bunker well it wasn't raked properly. Yeah, there's there's a, raked I should properly. be able to pick it up and rake it. Do if you they? land in a footprint you're damn right you should be able to. <laughs> I agree with that. Right? See, so you guys are you guys are assuming that all golf courses are assumed to be in absolute pristine condition every time you play. Hold on. Nature you're and saying, it's an outdoor game. You know, we'll debate the bunker and footprint another time. Oh. And I want to. Yes. Of course you is, do. This is definitely. <laughs> I just right. want to make it the easy escape. If I'm in the bunker, let me throw it out. All I don't right. want to have to. Uh, we, I don't want to have to right. hit a good shot or Once have any again, challenge. We have failed miserably at trying to keep this every to 30 week. minutes, which <laughs> listen, is great. Listen, every week I look at the agenda and I go, this is going to be the week we get Jeff. Yeah. We're going to get him on our side. Hey, I kind of, of agree rules. with the OB rule. I don't, I don't okay. think that's such a. All right. So yeah. we're, all right. We're one for three. Didn't sound like that earlier that you agreed with it. Well, last week you. Coerced me into okay. it. Okay, yeah. so he's against the leaf rule. He's for the out of bounds. I'm not he's against, against the, the leaf rule. I'm explaining what it the rule, rule are. I, All right, Golf Dojo. This show is presented by Golf Dojo from our studios. I, by the way, I don't like studios. talking about rules. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about mechanics. You're, oh, okay, fair You're on the wrong podcast. Then. <laughs> uh, the Tee to Green Winter Rules podcast brought to you by Golf Dojo. Go to mygolfdojo.com. Become a member today or book your tee times for the simulators. 
for PGA Pro Jeff Medis and Jeff Blank and Brian Colziel, who is uh, on hiatus uh, this week. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the Winter Rules Podcast.